where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Pastor Kimmy Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we share on the topic of miraculous grace. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And we are so excited that you've decided to come here and spend this time with us as we continue in talking about grace and there really isn't anything better than the grace of God and what he does for us. There really isn't anything that is more spectacular and more undeserved than the grace that God gives us. But today we're talking about God's miraculous grace and the things that he does. And I first want to just say this right out of the gate. God is still doing miracles among us. I believe that we are the problem when we're not seeing miracles in our lives and we're not seeing miracles happening around us. We are not allowing the power of the Holy Spirit to have free reign in our lives. And so I know me, for one, needs to buck up my faith a little bit (laughs) and really be looking for the signs and wonders, even the signs and wonders that we've seen in the scriptures. But on a day-to-day basis, I can see the hand of God all around me. I can see the amazing way that he orchestrates my life, that he makes kingdom connections for me, that he supplies things for me, that he makes a way where there is no way, where he puts people in my life to confirm things that I need to know. And I've watched him do wonderful things in people's health. And when people have children, that is a a miracle that is just almost hard to comprehend the greatness that that is. So don't like stop right now and say, oh, these people are nuts. God has not doing these kind of things now. He's not doing miracles. God does big and he does small things every day for each and every one of us. And I pray that you will stick with us through this podcast and that you too will be strengthened by what the Bible says about the miracles of Christ. So Erica, why don't you read for us our um, pivotal or foundational Uh, scripture, because I know that you're bursting at the seams, because Stephen is your most favorite character in all of scripture. He absolutely is. Okay, so our verse is Acts 6, 8, and we read, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. So in, in case you aren't familiar with Stephen, one of the things that's so neat about Stephen is, you know, we're in the book of Acts, and in the book of Acts, where we start to learn about all the things that happened after, you know, Jesus went back to heaven, and the disciples basically started their earthly ministry. And 
Acts chapter 6 is just kind of this interesting chapter where there were more and more disciples, but and they were going out and spreading the gospel, but there became this need that more sort of physical care needed to be taken. They, the scripture talks about how they needed to continue to take care of sort of the things at home, you know, like the widows and the orphans and things like that. So the disciples prayed that the Lord would lift up essentially more disciples. And so the Lord did that. He made it clear who they were to choose. And one of those men was Stephen. And they talk about how they chose these people and there was this preparation and the disciples, you know, laid hands on these these new disciples and prayed for them and immediately says, and the word of God multiplied. So immediately the work um, of God was starting to happen. And then the, the account switches to Stephen and we get to this pivotal verse and Stephen full of faith and power did great wonders and miracles among the people. And I think that what is so neat there is that was in Acts 6, 8. But if we just quickly jump to 6, 10, it, the scripture reads, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. So these great things happened because the people were changed from listening to what Stephen said. And they couldn't resist what he said. And we know what he was saying was Jesus, right? He was giving them Jesus and they couldn't resist it because he was speaking who Jesus was to them and what Jesus could do in their lives. And if we think about that for a moment, this this time, this is early, right? This is early in the church. There wasn't a lot of church that he could give them. This is a time when these, you had just had super young groups, super young churches, right? Groups of people in all of these cities that were getting together and understanding what it meant to be a Christian, to be a Christ follower. And so all he could give them was church. He didn't have a whole lot of tradition to give them. He didn't have a whole lot of custom to give them. He was just giving them Jesus. And that just always makes me excited because I think so often now there's so much else that happens, right? As in Christians, because we meet in churches and we have traditions and things like that, but lives are not changed because of tradition. Lives are changed when people understand who Jesus is. And that's the miracle, right? When lives are changed. Absolutely. And when you were talking, what comes to my mind is that Paul said he was all things for all people that they might know Christ. Amen. And I'm very traditional, as as you're aware. I'm traditional in all things in my life, and I'm extraordinarily traditional in my beliefs and, and how I worship the Lord and and my relationship with, with God. And I've found that that's what works for me. But as long as I'm staying in the word of God and I am showing someone God in a way that they can see it, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. And they don't always have to understand in the same, I guess, platform or vehicle that I'm explaining God in because maybe they see him some other way. Like maybe I love the reading and the praying. There are some people who first hearts need to be softened by the singing or the that kind of worship. And 
I've come to find that all of it is so important because speaking the word is what draws people to them. And in Romans chapter 15, Paul talks about how he went about preaching the gospel and showing these signs and wonders, the mighty wonders by the power of the spirit of God all around Jerusalem and beyond that God had done for him and through him so that others would come to know Jesus. And you're right. The miracle is that we are sinful people who in no way ourselves can at all attain salvation. We don't deserve it. We couldn't earn it, but he freely gives it and he loves us. That's miraculous. (laughs) You know, I think so often we, we don't think about what actually happens when we're changed by Jesus. And the thing that I love the most about Stephen is in Acts 6.15, where we read um, he's kind of come before, before a court, and they're accusing him. And, he, and it says in Acts 6.15, And all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. And what that means is that he literally, like, glowed. Right, he was glowing um, or shining. You know, my Bible um, has notes about um, his face shining and it, what it means when things are radiant. I mean, clearly, the original text indicates that he was shining, and I love that because this is a man who is just shining because of how much Jesus was in him. And you know, we often think about that passage in Matthew chapter five that says, "So let your light shine before men." that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. But you really don't think about it as being a glow. And that in and of itself has to be a miracle, right? Like, we can be, like, shiny, happy people, right, and be joyful, and people can see the joy in our faces and the happiness on our faces. But that this was beyond that. Stephen must have literally glowed like an angel. And that's what they saw. And that was a miracle because they would see, they knew there was something just so different about him. And you know, the miracle that you're talking about is the fact that he glowed. But I want you to just think for a moment, just pause and step back. We are filthy rags. Mm-hmm. The Bible says our works are as filthy rags. There's no good thing in us. But when Jesus comes in, The old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are cleaned from the inside out. And then and only then could we shine. Because if we were still dirty inside, we couldn't get the light out. But because we, he cleans us, we can't, it it just, it never ceases to amaze me the depth and breadth of his love and his grace. And the depth and breadth of his work in us. But we have to choose Jesus. Mm-hmm. We have to choose to allow him to do a work in us. The psalmist David was on to something. That, that boy was saying, search me, O God, all the time, or look in me, Lord, or I'm sorry. Or, and, you know, and the Isaiah said, I am a man of unclean lips. And remember the seraphim? Mm-hmm. I mean, These are people that we look at in awe of their faith, yet they realize that in his presence, his greatness and glory is so great that we can't approach it. But by the miraculous salvation 
of the blood of Jesus Christ washing away our sins, we can sit at the table with him. And that in and of itself is a miracle. I mean, and you're right. I mean, we look at these these individuals that we read about in the scripture and we think, you know, this is these these accounts that we read are amazing. And yet these people too were just like the filthy rags, right? That we are. These are people that submitted their lives to Jesus in such a way that God could use them to do amazing things and that God could could use them as the conduit to get his work done. I'm often reminded of the woman at the well. Yeah. In John chapter 4, Jesus put himself in harm's way. He says, I must needs go to Samaria. He goes against the advice of his people. And he goes at a time when he knows she's going to be, and he sits and he waits. And I think about that. She couldn't do anything for him. Everything about that experience on paper looked wrong. But see, Jesus doesn't look at logic. And he doesn't look at what other people think. The miracle is he looks at your heart. And he knows that he loves you. And he knows that if you open your heart and allow him to pour himself in, you will be more than you can imagine. And so he never discards anyone or anything. That's miraculous. We won't hardly wait a minute on somebody sometimes. And a lot of times you just can't get anyone to to give you a break. But Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, everything's under his feet. The creator of the universe, he waited for the woman at the well so that he could tell her, come look, drink of this well. And he told her everything she had done, not because he was condemning her or blaming her. He wanted her to know for sure that he knew everything about her and he loved her anyway and that this offer he was extending to her was for who she was. And that's a miracle because people today, they often don't offer you anything for who you are. It's who they think you can be for them or who they want you to be. But Jesus meets you where you are and takes you to where he is and that's a proposition that you can't turn down. Because he takes us to where he wants us to be. I was studying this morning um, in Philippians, and in Philippians chapter 2, and um, I was studying, and then I was actually in my Sunday school class and um, talking about Philippians with some some young people. And we kind of parked for a long time on Philippians 2.13, which reads, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And we really unpacked, unpacked this, this verse because we talked about what it meant for God to work in us, to, to will and to do. To will means 
he works in us to change our will, right? To want to be like him, to want to do what he wants us to do. Like we're not born with a will to please God, right? We're born with the opposite. But when he comes into us, he changes us so much. We talked about that right now. We're filthy rags and he cleans us and he changes us so he can come out. But he changes our want-tos. Like he changes what we want. Because it's not just like, like this verse says, to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's not just we get to know Jesus and we learn Jesus and we learn the Jesus things to do. That's, that's not what it, it's not just that. I mean, we may learn some common things that Christians are supposed to do, right? But here it's to will and to do, to want to please him, to have our desire to be transformed, to do of his good pleasure, to change someone so much that their inside desire is to do what God wants, that's a miracle. That's a complete transformation. And to love me enough to do what that takes to break down this strong-willed lady is something. And what a wonderful time this has been uh, as we have been able to speak about this miraculous grace that is free to all of us. And he offers it to each and every one of us. And we at Woman at the Well Ministries pray that you know him as Savior. And we are grateful that you spend this time with us. And we would encourage you to head over to our website at www.watwm.org and check out all the resources and opportunities you have to grow in your faith. And thank you again. May God bless you. And remember, you are loved. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved.
Happy girl.